Welcome to Theatre of the World, Episode 3. This is Carnival! Do you like my little surprise oh, there? Got one for all of us. Oh. Yeah, you can have a green one for you, red one red, for Chris. I've got a green one as well, so I might go for blue. Can we let's, do it again? Keep... Yeah. Okay. So, uh, welcome to Theatre of the World, and tonight's episode is called Carnival! That was fucking ace. Carnival is a very strange topic. It's the hardest one we've done so far. Ever. It was suggested by your good self, and yeah. so it, it only seems right that we introduce uh, probably the only proper segment we have <laughs> on the podcast, Mark's Fact Bomb, with its theme song. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Fact, fact bomb, fact bomb. Mark's got a fact bomb. Fact bombs. The word carnival comes from the Latin words carne, meaning meat, and the word vale, meaning goodbye. <laughs> I already like this. It translates literally to nice to meet you, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm punctuating everything we do with that. <laughs> the letters V and C are next to each other on a keyboard, so sometimes when you're typing quickly, the word festival can come out as festicle. <laughs> Oh, it's true. <laughs> it is cool. Sometimes I'm try- uh, typing testicle as well. I like festicle. Well, a festicle is actually a nasty affliction of the genitals. Yes. Mm. It is often contracted at festivals. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see. I, I, I think of a festicle as a disease of the scrotum, and then everybody you know gets together, has a drink, and points to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of fact bombs for today. Oh, that was a good fact bomb. Yeah, it was, was a good one, wasn't it? Can't <laughs> Oh, it sounds like a cow. Road. This oh. is um, you know what that reminds me of that kind of mournful <laughs> party cry yeah, is yeah. it's like the guy who tries to start the the, the conga mm. line at the party. He's yeah. like yeah. he's Mr. Party. Well, you know what this is? This is the lamest New Year's Eve ever. That's yeah. what to, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. The world's lamest New Year's Eve party. Carnival. What what does it bring to mind, chaps? Uh, well, I'm Latin beats. Yeah. Uh, Samba. Yeah. So it's it's a fun thing. Um, <laughs> You heard it here first. Carnival, fun yeah, it's thing. It's a fun thing. The, the, the festival that, that I think of when I think of Carnival um, is the Guillaume Festival, which I went to. Um, I don't know why I'm pronouncing it like a French person when it is, of course, a Japanese festival. Mm. Uh, but the Guillaume Festival is. Um, I was there in, in 2010 for the Guillaume Festival in. Um, in Japan, and it's a geisha festival. Essentially, it's a celebration of um, of the traditions of Japan. So, the, in Kyoto, the streets are full of lanterns, and they they build floats, and they have uh, marching bands, and they have uh, traditional music played on these wooden floats. And it's a festival of geishas, and so a lot of the tourists dress up as geishas. I really wanted to see a real geisha, and I realised that uh, geisha is like the moose. 
of Japan. In oh, the, not the actual animal, the moose. Yes, the actual oh, animal, really? the moose. I'll tell you, well, because I was in Canada and all they talk about is moose, moose, moose in Canada, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, I saw black bears in Canada. I saw deer. I saw bison. I didn't see one fucking moose. The whole time I was there until the very last day I was in Canada and the moose I saw was dead and in the back of a truck <laughs> with its hooves and its head cut off. Well, this is why you didn't see wow. any. So, and in, 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 in Japan, in, in Kyoto, it's a geisha festival. You think, well, the city's going to be crammed full of geishas. Didn't see one fucking geisha. It's the moose. Except for that, except for that one on the back of a truck with its head cut off. Yeah. Well, that was just a warning to the other geishas. <laughs> some kind of mob thing. But no, I didn't see one, one geisha. But that's what I think of when I think of festival. It was a beautiful uh, festival. And so I thought that for this podcast, what I would do is tinge my uh, contributions with some haikus. That sounds nice. So um, uh, uh, this is uh, my first haiku, and I'll just unload them periodically, mm. I think, through mm. the podcast, just as a celebration to the Gion Festival <laughs> of Japan. Um, <clears throat> here it is. Uh, it's a haiku, of course, Japanese poem, 17 syllables long. If God is so great, why won't he lend me five bucks? God is dead and broke. <laughs> Brilliant. Really, you keep Actually, that handy. Uh, can we keep these for the entire series? I oh, think. I think this so. is like this is this is well, we could have a new annoying noisemaker every episode. I yeah. think. Jesus. Hey, one of those things from the cricket, you know, the, the oh, those plastic trumpets. Yeah, and the, and the clacky ones as well. Oh, oh, the ruler on the table. Could that be heard? That was made with a ruler on a table. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a festival full of people just <laughs> flicking rulers on the carnival. Carnival. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so did you know my my favorite haiku? Um, I feel like chicken. I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Brilliant. That it's is amazing. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is going to be amusing for nobody else. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's another haiku. <clears throat> I typed thesaurus on an online thesaurus. My laptop blew up. Speaking of carnivals, mm, my yeah. friend's father died. Yeah, no. Uh, I was overseas when it happened, but he posted um, a status on the Facebook mm. um, to say that his father had passed away. And it was very sad because we all knew his father. His father was a wonderful man. And um, all of his friends had posted these the, the replies to his status, which were messages of sympathy. I remember thinking that um, my friend probably needed a bit of a laugh. And, and what I wanted to post as my reply to his status was because people who were posting things like, "Oh, it's so great that you were with him at the end, and he was such a great man, and and well, he'll be sorely missed, and and he loved you as a son, and blah blah." And um, I, I wanted to post because it was true. I, I wanted to post the comment, "You've misspelt the word past in the sentence. My father passed away. It's not spelt P A S T. It's spelt P A S E D." You fucking idiot. And I knew that my friend would think that that was hilarious. Mm. But I also knew, as sure as sugar, that all of the friends who had posted comments of proper sympathy would think I was a fucking asshole. Yeah. So you couldn't do it. Did that come... Oh, I was going to say, did you do it and did it come true? No, I was going to... I had no guts, man. Uh. But, you know, know, people people are kind of humorless, especially when they're published online in a kind of social network way. <laughs> it is the mm. danger of the social network. It is. It I is. blocked I blocked my first person on a on, on a social network. Yes. Uh, Cuz he was just an annoying twonk. Was it your dad? No. Okay. <laughs> my dad's not on the Facebook. It would be awesome if my dad was on the Facebook. He's funny. But uh, no, he's not. My father is the is the uh, uh, equivalent of <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, he's a, like, I can't tell a joke. Even, yeah. even, even though um, uh, uh, my favorite books when I was a kid were A Thousand and One Jokes for Kids yeah. and yeah. A Thousand and One More Jokes for Kids yeah. and yeah. even more A Thousand and One Jokes for Kids. Yes. Still not a sentence. Not a sentence. I can't, uh, I can't tell a joke. I'm really ba- I always screw the punchline up. I'm really bad at telling actual jokes. My father, fantastic at telling a joke. Mm-hmm. Much funnier man than me. He should be doing the podcast. <laughs> we'll give him a We'll get him in next week. Yeah, we'll get him. <sighs> come, come, come to the fair. Don't you feel the thrill in the air? Everything and everyone will be there. So come on, come to the fair. This is probably the hardest topic we've picked so far. Yes. We're, set, we're constantly challenging ourselves. I know, it was my suggestion. I'm an idiot. I just thought the word carnival was funny. Do you know what? You know what? It was so hard that I actually just started looking for words that sounded like it. <laughs> uh, I thought, oh yeah, carnivore. That'd be, oh, yeah. That'd be an interesting thing to talk about. Oh, excellent. Carnivores. Well, I look forward to your segment. Yeah. Go, go, we should do it now. Go on. And, go on. Uh, I also looked... I looked at, uh, you know, I looked at the circus because a carnival is a little bit circusy. The carnies, you know, carnies. Oh, yeah. Is this your segment? Just uh, no, saying words that no, sound like a, carnival. I'm just, ag- I'm just agreeing with you <laughs> oh, that it okay, was a tricky okay. topic. I see. I see. Um, and then, um, and then I just had a lie down. <laughs> and I went, oh, overworked brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's tough. It's it tough, is tough, isn't it? The, I think the only way I could come up with anything vaguely on topic was to kind of abstract it a little and, and talk about festivals in a sort of broader sense. Well, that's good. Um, that's kind of what I did. That's and festicles, as you, you festicles, typed Festicles, as I typed uh, earlier. You, you know, we've played it. We've played a few festivals. <laughs> we as, certainly as have. Man Bites God. Hundreds. Hundreds. Millions. Um, at least six, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Um, over six. Over six. Yeah. Um, and they're great fun. They're great fun. But I always find the... The tiny little country town festivals yeah. are like that. You they may not be the most fun, but you will have the best stories uh, from them. And I, I, um, I was playing with my other band, the Weekend People, back when we were just the two of us. Um, we were playing WeekendPeople.net. Fantastic yes. band. Thank you. We were playing a tiny little festival in uh, in in Victoria, not too far out of Melbourne. I'm not going to say the name of where it was, just in case I say something that's a bit sort of slaggy offy. We'll run this past the lawyers anyway. Yeah, yeah. of course. But yeah, it was organised in in this local pub in the, in the in the garden out the back of it, and it was I mean it was a great day. Like it was beautiful weather, and we we sort of drove up and you know spent most of the day just sort of lying on the grass under the trees, just listening to bands and the. Th- the thing that's always really important with running a festival is organisation. You know, one thing you've really got to do, have a stage manager. Um, a stage manager who is standing ideally near the stage. Um, Traditionally. Making sure, you know, people get onto stage on time, get off stage on time, everything's kind of running smoothly. If something's not working, fixing it. Um, you know, not, as in this case, up the other end of the festival drinking with his mates. Right. And, you know, I just sort of feel like had he been closer to the stage, there wouldn't have been the uh, the song that seemed to go for about 40 minutes from, a, I'm not going to say her name because she's a lovely girl and, and she's actually got a reasonably well-known um, Madonna. R&B is it Barbara artist Strasand? now. Is it Madonna? Um, Beyonce. <laughs> it is Beyonce. Well done. <laughs> she was um, on her tour of booty. <laughs> but she, she started improvising a song about liking being in the country. Right. And it was dreadful. And it went for 45 minutes. And it was just, it was just 
horrendous. And it went on and on and on and I have, on. I have an important question. Mm. Why did she do that? I don't know. Did she, I mean, she must have had gear. Oh, she had gear. She'd done a set. And then she went, oh, I'm going to, because I'm Feeling really having a great day, I'm just going to freestyle something. Cause she over was, your section of the festival? Oh, no, this wasn't over our section. Oh, okay. At the end of her set. Okay, right. Um, but I think it did go over time. Yeah, oh, yeah. And um, drove some people away. Yeah. Well, you know, by that point, I think a lot of people weren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, and so the... the 45-minute oh, song. I don't know. It was, I'm maybe exaggerating. Fuck. But it was long. Yeah. It was long and not a lot of sort of lyrical sort of variants in yeah. it. Um, I like the country. But a lot of words that also rhymed with country. Mm. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Like yeah. we. Was, I don't think she used that. Was that the only one? That was possibly the only one no. that she didn't use. By the time oh. we sort of took stage, it was quite late. I think we, we were actually closing the festival. Nice. Which was headline, you know, headline act. 2 a.m. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a proper stage. Like it was a, you know, one of those sort of flatbed truck sort of stages. We got up and sort of plugged in guitars and stuff. Nothing was working. Absolutely nothing was working. And so the first sort of 10 minutes of our set was um, standing around waiting for people to fix things so that our guitars worked and, and, and stuff. And then we got oh, about halfway through our set. And then the guy who, who the festival organisers had hired the lights off had obviously got to the point where he'd been booked to and started packing up the lights. So we played in darkness That's awesome. um, to people who were essentially passed out <laughs> on grass. Yeah. Um, the life of a musician is yeah. a glorious one. It was an amazing, it was an amazing festival. But the, on the upside, they had a raffle. Which is always great, and the, always the great thing that they do is draw that on stage because they they go they go really quick and they're always really entertaining. Yes. I find is nothing more entertaining than drawing out a bunch of numbers. <laughs> and, and usually, it's it's not done by someone who professionally can do that. No, no, that's right. And you know, if it's a sort of community based festival, like a lot of people sort of get in with sponsorship, and there's a million billion prizes. And I bought tickets because you know you want to support the festival. Yeah, cool. They pulled out the the number, and it was for a printer. Awesome. Yeah. That's and worth it for the cartridge. A dot matrix yeah. printer. <laughs> no, it was a laser. Oh my god. Laser. Yeah. Like the future. Mm. And um they they called out, you know, B ninety three and I looked down and went, I've got B ninety three. I won me a printer. Please and tell me you actually thought the phrase, I won me a printer. <laughs> it was in the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, your thumbs hooked through your overalls. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you sashay. As up I on chewed stuff. on my hayseed. Yes. Um I won me a printer. I, I went, oh. Brilliant. I mean, part of it, I was thinking, this is a bit embarrassing. You know, we're playing this festival, we're headlining this festival, and I've just won the printer. Um, so, you know, I'll probably go up there and say draw again. Unless yeah, it's good. a really nice printer, in which case I'll, I'll have it. Thanks. Nice. Um, and so I went up. You are such a good man. I went, <laughs> I went up there and I, and I went, look, I've got the, I got the winning ticket. And, and then they said, ah, oh, congratulations, David. And I went, my name's not David, though. And they went, ah, oh, Oh, is that your name? And they they showed me the other half of the ticket, and it had somebody else's name and phone number on it. And I went, "No, that's not me." But this is the ticket I bought. And they went, "Oh, uh, yeah, we we doubled up on a few of the books of tickets." <laughs> and had, so there was like four B ninety threes or whatever in this raffle. And so I didn't win. That I didn't is win. the worst story ever. And then Dave wasn't even there, so they had to call him. So the printer went unclaimed for the night. Do you know what's ironic about that is with the printer, they could have printed better raffle tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Berry products, pure and wholesome. Cottage cheese and cream and milk. Our ice cream is finer, the flavor diviner, with a texture as smooth as silk.
that puts me in mind of mm. um, uh, a country festival that I played with mm. my old band, which I believe I think you might have been playing bass at this. Mm. Uh, but we were playing a, a very small town um, with a band uh, of mine called the Drowning Hitlers. It was a fundraiser to rebuild the pub, which had burnt down. It was a. I drove past that pub the other day. Is it still I was, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went. I was going through that town. That's exciting. Should it's we out. name the town? Was it, it was Nuji. Nuji. Yeah. Nuji, yeah. and it was uh, look. It was a great pub. A great town. Yeah. Uh, we had a fantastic gig. We were well looked after. It was Jeez, a wonderful. It was good. It was good. It was great. It was great gig. Um, I'm. I, I, I was. I was uh, uh, the the lead singer, I guess, of of that particular band uh, on that particular day, and um, I was singing a song. Uh, uh, I, it's very hard to put a finer point on this. I was singing a song uh, about the devil fucking me in the ass. Thank you. And uh, I noticed that there are, there are a lot of people there, and there were two kinds of people there. There were kind of young, hip people who were just happy that uh, uh, you know a, a new band had rolled into town because the place was packed. Uh, and then there were kind of the older country people who were who were there to support the pub and whatever was on, they were going to watch it. And right in the front, right in front of me, there was this older country gentleman, and he couldn't have been happier uh, to be there. He had his pint in one hand. He was listening to the songs. The songs were kind of kind of funny, so he was laughing along. He's having a bit of a joke, and he's in his tweedy suit with his little face, and he was just he was having a lovely time. And I got to the point where I I, I was singing the song about the devil fucking me in the ass, and he just. I could see it, it was the only time his expression changed through the whole of the gig, and I could just see him contemplating what that meant. And he really thought about it for a while, and then he went, "Poof," <laughs> and he just said, "Poof." And uh, and I realised that what he meant was that by allowing the devil to fuck me in the ass, that I was some kind of homosexual, which to me is a very minor theme yeah. of the song. Uh, and I remember thinking at the time that if. Uh, uh, I, I I had been on the high street of this man's town, and he had walked past, and he had seen a giant winged, he, you know, demon, quote, yeah. demon yeah. Uh, fucking me in the ass. He would have just looked at that and gone, "Oh, homos," and mm. just walked on, like you know. <laughs> and that to me is that you know, it's just you know, that, <laughs> I don't know why that that is the memory I carry with me from from a country festival. Just that guy, he was so happy, he was such a lovely guy, and then oh no, oh no, we're not having that. Not in our town. Not the devil fucking you in the ass. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's it. And he took his pint and he went home. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, while we're talking about um, small country town festivals uh, with other bands, mm. um, I um, I actually played a small uh, country town festival um, a long time ago with uh, with a little group called the Gorskis mm. and um, Gorskis uh, And this this little town was called Adelaide. And uh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, and I was there for the Fringe Festival, and uh, we had a publicist, mm. and the publicist got us all these. Uh, we'd been in the paper, and we'd been on radio, and there'd been some great promotional opportunities. We played a few little promotional gigs here and there, and one night she came to us and she said, "Look, it's um, this is not, it's not the most exciting gig, but a but a commercial radio station is doing a promotional thing." For the fringe, and they want a couple of fringe acts to go um, to a pizza hut, <laughs> uh, where they're running a promotion where they're having, uh, I don't know, half price free pizza or something, um, and uh, and some entertainment from oh, the fringe. No, Chris, no, and, Chris, no. Uh, we sort of went, oh, it doesn't really sound like our, our type of thing. No, and, Chris, but, no. But gosh, we are. We just love publicity uh-huh. and we love an adoring crowd. And you wouldn't said, mind a bit of pizza and salad yeah, bar. Exactly. <laughs> and we said to this publicist, yeah, why 
not? We'll we'll do this do this gig. And she went, Okay, that's great. Well I'll I'll lock you in and so we um Well we <laughs> We mentioned this to a few of the local acts and we told them where we were playing. And I won't tell you what, what the suburb was Best not in to. case we offend someone. And they went, Really? <laughs> mm. You're you're playing there. And it was slightly nerve-wracking. But what made it even more nerve-wracking was once we got in the taxi on the way to the Pizza Hut is that the taxi driver said, look, um, we'll kind of settle up before we get there because um, we don't like stopping too long in this neighborhood. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll slow down. Can you just open the door and, and roll? essentially that's <laughs> exactly what he did. Roll. So that, was, that um, was slightly terrifying. I really actually expected to walk into this pizza hut and just see a bunch of guys in, in denim leaning over a bar with guns ready to take <laughs> us on. But what we were actually greeted with, because this was a commercial station, was about 200 high school kids and primary school kids who had heard about the cheap pizza and their parents had heard about the cheap pizza screaming and running around this pizza hut. We had to actually adjust some of our lyrics because they were a little bit blue, some of them, for the 10-year-olds. You had to make them more about pizza? A little bit more about pizza. Um, A 14-year-old came over and tried to crack onto my bandmate Liam whilst we were performing. Whoa. Yeah, she was... um, Awesome. Yeah, she was she was some kind of awesome. <laughs> and we couldn't get out of that place fast enough. No. Yeah. And how did end. how did your particular brand of whimsy go down in uh, that pizza look, hut? Frankly, no one could hear. Right. Frankly, Probably for the there best. Was, frankly, there was a a very suave DJ there who hey. introduced <laughs> us and made sure that everybody was going to clap when we played some songs. But in a funny sort of way, I don't think we wanted to be heard. I think no. part of us, we were just sort go of shrinking unnoticed. violets, hoping this would end and we could go back to Adelaide. Actually, that reminded me of, do you, do you remember we were we were in Tasmania? This is, it's this carnival's podcast, gone out the window. This we're, has become we've tours. We're, 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 we're just talking we're that play, usual shit, aren't we? Playing yeah. hick towns. Uh, yeah. We're, we're in Tasmania and we played that, I'm not going to, again, not going to oh, say where it was. No. Oh, I remember. Yes. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. I know. Even I remember this. We yeah. went out there and we were playing with a tremendously avant-garde a gentleman by the name of Edward uh, Guglielmino. It was like, gosh, he was weird and yeah. like he's great, but but odd. Yeah. And and like, we're odd, aren't we? And yes. we, at times, yeah, we were playing in a town that was mostly about logging. Yes. And our songs were not about logging. Uh, and there's nothing else in this town except for this pub. Like and it was, it was packed, uh, from memory. Yeah. It was quite a full pub. But we, we sort of played and we were largely ignored by most people, which, yeah. uh, which was fine by us because it was honestly terrifying. Mm. And there was some younger guys who sort of came in already drunk about uh, just before we started playing, I think, uh, who were playing pool down the other end of the, the this pub. And we'd sort of finished the gig and we were sort of standing around with Edward and um, and the lovely people from Loud Music who were looking after us yes. on that tour, talking with them and sort of, you know, debriefing on, on how we thought this went. And I think this we... was the last gig of the tour. Oh, really? Gosh, that's scary. I think it was a Saturday night. I think yeah. we played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But I... No, I think we played Hobart again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was sort of facing towards the pool table and I just saw behind people's heads, one guy sort of go to take a shot uh, on the pool table, another man take his pool cue and poke him in the ass with it. And then the guy who had his ass poked turned around and grabbed the pool cue out of this guy's hand and snapped it in half yep. and threatened him with it. And then <laughs> I said, let's go. And yep. Chris 
went out and got the car and we drove it around and we just loaded everything out so quickly and then we drove in silence all the way back to Hobart. We stopped at a bottle shop and we didn't talk until we got back to the apartment we were staying in and then we just drank. Interesting suffix to that story. Um, I was actually at the bar and because the, the owner of the bar was a really nice guy. Mm. He was very grateful yeah. that we were there and he said, you know, there are just some people in the crowd who on a Saturday night go and get fucked up and then fuck some people up. And, and I literally in passing just as a politeness, I said, look, you know, thanks very much. Great place. Really enjoyed playing here. Sorry that there were one or two fuckwits in the crowd. And the, the girlfriend of one of the fuckwits, I say girlfriend, more like the, the troll who was leaning on the bar, heard me say this and assumed that we were talking about them, which we were, but assumed, and turned to me and said something like, hey, that's not correct. But <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't quite phrased in those terms. And it was phrased, in fact, in the terms of, I'm going to tell the boys that I am with that you said that about them and they are going to mash you. <laughs> and that was when I walked up to you two guys and said, now, now we're going out now, right now, right now. And I watched the girl cross the floor. Now, she might not have told the guys, but I watched the girl cross the floor as I was saying, now, right now, grabbing the stuff now, now leaving now, now. Yes. Mm. The other um, interesting part of that was the earlier earlier in the evening when we were told that somebody had been stabbed on the oh, dance floor yeah. the week before during oh, an Angel, Angels gig. Yeah, I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten that too. About that too. Um, God. The, the light-hearted moment from this... Um, <laughs> was we escaped alive. From yeah. this gig was the God. lead singer of the, the young band who were on before us was delighting in the fact that on the rider we could eat as much oh, yeah. as we like and mm. had ordered the fisherman's basket, Good which season. was... Enormous. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. dinners. Had consumed the fisherman's yeah. basket and gone, actually, I feel a little bit like I need some more. Yeah. Consumed a second fisherman's basket. And this fisherman's basket was a very sizable, like it was way too big mm. for one human. Yes. And, um, and then watching him on stage, as you could see, that things just weren't yeah. digested. That calamari very well. wasn't sitting right. He was, <laughs> he was sweating pure shrimp. There was a little, yeah. It was, um, it was a funny moment. A lesson to be learned for young bands yeah. is perhaps don't go on stage with a very full. I like, I like though that he was. This kid was. Uh, they would have been 18, 19 yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Young, and they, they're nice guys. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and their idea of overindulging in the rider was to eat two dinners. <laughs> They were, so they, were the, they were the most sensible kids in that town, yeah, I'd say. Right. Like, like everybody else was drunk and smashing each other with pool cues, and these kids are just eating two dinners. Yeah. Wait, wait, <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, Why we're Brian. in the music industry. Yeah. Brian, wait, Brian, hey, I think you've had enough shrimp. <laughs> ah, fuck you, man. I know when I've had enough shrimp. It used to be about the music. Now it's about the calamari. <laughs> Birds and blossoms, sun smiling down. Happy people all over town. Best foot forward, all promenade. Here's where to start your Easter parade. Can I do another um, haiku? Yeah, please. It's a haiku. A good poo is like great anal sex with yourself. Many disagree. (laughs) I do one more. Here's an empty page. Pristine, white, and virgin pure. I draw a penis. Uh, That's yeah. lovely. Because my stuff has been infused with the Japanese experience, um, mm. I would like to read an experience or two that I had in, um, in Japan. One day, for about 15 minutes, I watched some Japanese TV. It was a live-action kids' show. A small girl had lost a tooth and showed it to a giant man in a green alien suit. 
and a talking chair puppet. Their response to this was to give her a raincoat that didn't fit. (laughs) Then suddenly another man was sitting in a bath wearing a pink jumpsuit and horns. He was singing to himself. Then five children and one tremendously overexcited man sang a song about chairs whilst dancing around some chairs. (laughs) Then a different talking puppet chair sang a song to a room full of eggs about another talking puppet chair that was being chased by a giant egg. The egg finally cracked and a bunch of smaller talking chair puppets came out of the egg. Then all of the talking chair puppets sang and danced in a concert hall in front of an audience of real eggs, some of whom were wearing cowboy hats. (laughs) (laughs) Then I turned the TV off. (laughs) That's amazing. That's a true story. That's amazing. I don't know if that has anything to do with uh, festivals. Oh, who cares? By (laughs) God. By God, that was weird. That's the sort of carnival I'd like to go to. Yeah, the talking egg one. With a talking (laughs) egg and a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're going to uh, play play out today with a piece of music that um, was written for a documentary that I made many years ago that um, never got shown anywhere. Uh, which was about parties, and uh, James uh, kindly wrote a theme tune for it. Uh, the name of the documentary was Party, um, and the name of the song that goes along is called Party, 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 Come On, Get Down, theme from Party. And look, maybe one day, maybe one day it'll get seen. Party, 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 Come On, Get Down, theme from Party. Seems about as good a place as any to sign off on this episode of Theatre of the World. Carnivale! Or, in English, nice to meet you, goodbye. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. We're sort of coming to the end of the podcast, but I believe that next week's topic is Japan. No, I. <laughs> ah, shit! <laughs> so... I burnt a lot of material! <laughs> oh, fuck. This is Man Bites God. This is 